it's about understanding what your actual one priority is and not trying to do five things averagely at the same time. Yeah, I agree and I disagree with that one, if I'm honest. I, I understand kind of, you know, the theory behind what you're saying. Some people can multitask. It depends, again, what you're multitasking mm. on. But that's multitasking. That's Give me an example of someone who multitasks at something well. Helen, I think you're probably the best at this of anyone I know. You schedule time with yourself and that's how you see it. You don't look at, you know, a gym session or time outdoors as a, oh, that's a treat if I can. You're like, no, I've scheduled some time with myself, for myself, because I know the outcome and I know the benefit. It has to work for you. Your routine, Lauren, as much as we're aligned with things, your routine wouldn't work for me and vice versa. Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences. A full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast, episode 089, where you will be joined with myself and Lauren for a duo episode. We've got together because we are doing a series of Instagram Lives and we are then using this content at the same time to uh, repurpose and get out to you guys as well on the podcast library. So the series of Lives basically are to go back to basics with the, the main areas and elements that people come knocking on our doors for uh, so starting off with this uh, episode we are going into daily routines and how to create and construct a daily routine and a weekly routine that is going to serve you and serve you as a person not as somebody that is then going to be copying and reiterating exactly what would fit for somebody else it's knowing what is going to fit for you and your purpose Going through the rest of the series, we're going to be looking at habits, we're going to be looking at discipline, we're going to be looking at motivation, we're going to be looking at your emotions. And these are all of the basic considerations that we get to work with when people are looking to get a lid on where they're at and start getting some law and order into uh, what they are doing on a daily, weekly, monthly and annual basis so that you can to go on with positive momentum and create the results that you're looking for so it's a short episode about 30 minutes enjoy take notes apply all of the top tips that we're giving you and as always we really appreciate you being here and if there's anything that you have taken from it let us know let us know what you've applied and share and tag wherever possible so that you can share the love with those around you so that we can help more and more people win as a team together. So we're going to be talking about routine. You kick straight off. What's your first thing when when we start to talk to clients or when you're adjusting your own routine that comes in? Basically, it's a case of, I just want to say that with routine, everybody tries to sort of nail something on that's perfect. You know, yeah. one of the first things that people say to us when they come to us is they need to get their routine sorted. They need to get the shit together, basically, and work yeah. out exactly how they're going to um, make use of their time in the most effective manner. That's all well and good, right? But let's just put it uh, this way about routine. Wherever you are right now, we need an understanding over where you are, because it's a case of 
whatever you're doing, there is a routine to it, whether that's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent, whether it's positive, whether it's constructive, or whether it's actually destructive to you and holding you back. Whatever you are doing, there is a routine to it, even if you don't think that there is. Um, and I would always say that's the first point in terms of understanding your routine, routine is assessing exactly where you are. And a bad routine is still a routine. The thing yeah. is, if we have control over it and we can change it and we can influence it and we can make things that we're doing and how we're operating impactful on what we want to be creating and experiencing in terms of results. So look at what's working for you, look at what's not and be completely truthful and honest with yourself over the entire situation over what you're doing on a daily basis. I think that's massive though, Helen, because so many times, like, isn't it always a conversation we start with clients, whether we're working one-on-one, um, not so much in group situations, but definitely one-on-one people are like, I'm just a bit all over the place. And that's why when we talk about routine, we're not saying it's groundbreaking, but it's so simple and so effective. And I think one of the things that people kind of don't, it's an awareness thing. They don't realise, I'm like, you might be saying I have no routine. I'm like, no, 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 you do. You just have one that isn't serving you. You have have one that isn't helping you. You know, the one that I pick up on all the time, you know, I still have this conversation in my house uh, and with people who I love. The routine so many people have in the morning of turning over in bed and you turn your alarm off on your mobile phone. And then what do so many people do? They check their email, they check their WhatsApp, they check their news reports, they check social media. And like, I've got no routine. I'm like, no, no, you do have a routine. You've you've subconsciously not like kind of bought into it, but you are now in the routine of waking up, turning over and spending whether it be 10 minutes or 30 minutes scrolling and looking at other people or looking at things that are going to pull you in a different direction. But there's so much with routine that we have. The one that I I got, no, me, me and you don't have children or anything, but when you look at people with kids who've got them in a good routine, you go, when they go out with that routine, it really sends them out of whack. And it's always a big learner for me is that watch a kid. We were with friends on Saturday afternoon and uh, it was a gorgeous sunny day and they were like, I'm not sure what time it is. And uh, their almost one-year-old started grizzling and she, and, and she just looked down at her watch and oh, he, he knows it's time for, for something to eat. And it's like the kid knew it immediately and was on the routine. So massive. Um, okay, the thing that I wanted to start with from my side was when people say, oh, I'm all over the place. A big tip is know how long it takes you to do stuff. Sounds really simple, but myself included, I often think it only takes me five minutes to do this task or or that'll be done in half an hour. Helen, how often do I say to you, I'll be able to do that in 30 minutes and you just start laughing at me. You go, it's not a 30 minute task, Lauren, because you're going to get ideas and then you're going to need to procrastinate and then you're going to get to do this and then you're going to take a phone call from a client. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's an hour task. So if you're trying to establish a new routine, it's not about being hard on yourself, but do be honest with yourself. So a morning routine is the one that you know is really important. If you know you need 10 to 15 minutes on your own, no partner, no child, no business, no mobile phone, you need nothing just to come around, you know, just to get yourself there. Don't kid yourself that your alarm comes up or goes off and then 10 minutes later you're doing push-ups and squats and you know you're feeling like Iron Man you're not you know it takes 15 minutes to come around another great one with timing is this is again know how long it takes you to do tasks that you have to do regularly uh, you know for us it's things like social media posts getting ready for lives and uh, getting ready for different presentations webinars things like that actually time how long it takes you to do it 
don't tell yourself it should be done. Time how long it takes you to do shit and work it out. Yeah, because then you're working within realistic frameworks then and then you know where you can improve. You've got something to um, sort of start reviewing and again, seeing kind of where the leaks are within your time and, you know, if you're procrastinating too much or if you're spending too much time on on reviewing or whatever, you've got that measurability. Um, I I just think that what's really crucial to put in at this point here, Lauren, it's, it's, it's not on the points, but just to say, with routine, it doesn't necessarily mean like regimented in terms of regimented that it's like a disciplinarian approach to things in terms of you know we're not we're not teaching people how to kind of perform yeah, to be like being in the army or anything yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what people see and hear when they think of routine they think of discipline they think of yeah. effective habits and it's really not like that but it's it's kind of honing in on the on the the kind of overwhelm and the all out there where people have said, you know, that they've not got anything because it's, you know, they've not got anything that's structured. And structure is helpful if you are truthful with that structure on how it's going to work for you. Okay, so you not have, necessarily You just regimented. reminded me of that recently. So I'd come off the back of uh, not being very well for a couple of weeks uh, and I was just doing that thing where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm fine. No, 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 I'm fine. And you were like, you need to change your routine, Lauren, because yeah. you're still trying to put yourself solid on the ground 5 6 a.m you know hitting things like that and they're like it's just not routine doesn't necessarily mean it has to be hard and harsh you just have to be aware of it so it works for where you are so yeah i mean i'm forever learning that one and you very well reminded me of it there what i would say number three uh, is identifying your priorities so what priorities have you got and what priorities do you need to focus on to make sure that you are building a routine around it and people people tend to have a priority list as long as they're armed. They're like, yeah, I've got to do that, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. And again, this is where the honesty and the transparency and, and almost kind of ruthless nature comes into it in terms of, is that really a priority? Like, let's really nail down on what you classify as a priority. What is important to you? Okay, and this is then looking at, you know, what are the critical essentials? What are the non-negotiables? Not the nice-to-haves, not the nice-to-bees. Like, when you are looking at what you have got to get done and what shit you've got to fit into a week, is it really compulsory that you're organising coffees and lunches with with all your girlfriends and, and this potential chat and everything else? Not really, no. You know, if time is is time of the is of the essence to you, then be ruthless with that time. Put your barriers in place, put your frameworks in place, and stick to it in that respect. Because then, if we treat the priorities that we're saying, whether that be our health, whether that be our time, whether that be our business, our families, our children, whatever, if we are saying that they are our priorities, we are putting those on that pedestal where it becomes a non-negotiable that what we have got to do and what we've got to achieve has got to happen because we've put them in that priority pole position. So I got told this about six, 12 months ago, and I really wish I'd Googled it to, just to check my facts here. But it was someone explained to me that the word priority, the original word that it derived from, I'm pretty sure it was Latin. Again, probably going to be prepared to be stand corrected on this. If anyone's Googling it now, please drop in the comments or wave at us. I'm going to Google it. Do it, do it right now. But what they explained to me was the way that we now have added priority into a plural word is absolute 
bollocks because I like priority literally means one it means singular so when we think we've got like this list of priorities it is a real it is a real one that you have to take charge of your own head because come on if you're on our channel and if you're someone running a business running a department uh, just running your life a family whatever it may be You've got loads of stuff that you want to do. We know that. We're with you. We're so with you. We're like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But the reality we have to come back to and be quite hard on ourselves with and hard in that kind of like, just be honest with ourselves is that not everything is a priority. All those other things I would like to do. Priority okay. can only be one thing. And it's the idea that we can do lots of things at the same time which is just a simple myth. You know, Helen, how often do we get this as females in business where, you know, it's said to us, you know, oh, that you two can do loads of things at once. And I'm like, no human can do loads of things at once. You're just flitting from task to task mindlessly often and in completing tasks, but you're just mind shifting. And again, the science is it takes us 15 to 20 minutes to shift from one thing to another before you can come back. But go back to that other point there with routine of assessing how long things take. When I, with our routines, do we ever think when I go from this meeting into that client presentation or if I go from, you know, say if you're working, you know, we've got a client who works in specific heating systems. If you're going from servicing this heating system to then taking a call about a new fit, it takes a switch and it literally takes time for your brain physically you know, think about it, opening up different documents or things. So it's about understanding what your actual one priority is and not trying to do five things averagely at the same time yeah, what did Google I mean, tell you? yeah I mean I, I kind of I agree and I disagree with that one if I'm honest um I, I understand kind of you know the the the, the uh, theory behind what you're saying some people can multitask it depends again what you're multitasking mm -hmm. on but that's multi that's give me an example of someone who multitasks at something well what do you think people can multitask at well? No, no, no. The, but, that, but that's different. This is a different. This is uh, so. What I'm just going to say this is a different conversation in itself. Is multitasking and how you're actually tasking, how you're managing. We're talking here about priorities. If it's a priority, you're not necessarily doing other things at once because you can't. You're not putting all that emphasis into it. That's what I said. If it's if you're putting a priority on a pedestal of pole position, you're not going to do other things at once. Yeah. Okay, so but multitasking is a different story. I I personally think, and I do think you can do. I do think you can do things at one. I'm dead with the other side on that one because I'm just like I, I know for my I know for myself when I watch people do it, you know, when they're trying to do things double time, and you can get so especially like for example as a customer, like if people are trying to do more than one thing, you're just like I'm paying you for something, you know, little things like if you're in a restaurant, um, I hate you know when you're in a restaurant or if you're at the bar. I um, remember, you know, back in the day when we all used to stand at bars and not get freaked out by it. And they'd take multiple orders and they'd take your order, then they take the next person's order. And I'm like, don't do that. Just bloody serve one person at a time. It really winds me up. So, yeah. Okay. And um, last point from me on this one in your routine is, is it's again, simple, the least sexy thing, but it's scheduling. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who achieves a lot. Um, and that doesn't matter whether they're running a company from day one or if they're running something with multi-million pound turnover who doesn't schedule like a badass. If you're wanting to improve your routine, genuinely just start with your diary. I remember it was one of the things, Helen, when I started working with you as a client, you know, two, three years ago. Again, I used my scheduling really well for my business tasks, my employed tasks for my team meetings, for my daily huddles, for weekly review of data, uh, for when I reported into the board of directors, all of those different things are scheduled. When it came to my personal life, 
did I schedule my gym sessions? Yes and no. Sometimes I thought it was how I felt. Did I actually schedule when I saw my family? Did I schedule when I had time out for myself to read, to look at my different goals and all these other things? No, it just, it happened by chance. So when you're looking at your routine, it's just literally about making sure, it doesn't matter how you use it, whether it be your iPhone calendar or your, you know, your Android calendar, whether it be what you use on Outlook. Um, I know loads of people who, because they get technology overwhelmed, use a paper diary. Uh, you know, they have a calendar where they write down, you know, again, a little bit like a journaling. It, it coincides where they're like, this is my intention for the day. This is what my priority and my goal is for the day. This is what I'm already grateful for. And they literally use their calendar old school in a book so for me it's just about looking at you know we've established how long shit takes we know what the goal is we know what the priority is you've got to actually schedule it and then i have that have the you have the commitment to yourself and to whoever you've made that appointment with helen i think you're probably the best at this of anyone i know you schedule time with yourself and that's how you see it you don't look at you know, a gym session or time outdoors is it? oh, that's a treat if I can. You're like, no, I've scheduled some time with myself, for myself, because I know the outcome and I know the benefit. So for me, scheduling is just massive about making sure that we don't overlook the simple tools with our routine. Yeah. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play a little bit of kind of careful devil's, devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it, because we like to challenge things on here. Going back to your last point of only having one priority, yeah, and the fact of you know not multitasking and all of that. With that point then that you've just said there about um, your scheduling, what I would say is we have always said collectively that your priorities dictate your schedule, not your schedule yeah. dictates your priorities, right? And notice there that I say plural because there's seven days in a week, right? Right. I prioritize my health. I don't just focus on my health seven days a week and don't do jack shit else. I have different priorities. So therefore, I, so I take all of my priorities, what they are, my, uh, my health, the ta- my time for myself, my business, my client time, my rest, and I put all of that into my schedule. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm resting, I'm dealing with clients and I'm eating and I'm out on a mountain all at the same time. Yeah, but I've got numerous. I've got numerous priorities that are then feeding in to that schedule or dictating that schedule. But your going pri- back to what you said priority- about just having one priority, you can't just have one priority on a on a whole week, can you? On a whole week, yeah, I totally totally agree with you on that. But your priorities aren't doubled up at the same time. So if we're no. looking now between twelve thirty and one, our priority is this content and speaking yeah. to our people here. We've got another priority right on the back of it at quarter past one. We've got priorities at three o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock tonight. So we can have more than one. But what I'm talking about is more than one priority in a time chunk. If we look yeah. at it like that, people are like, like here's one. It's, it's hopefully lots of people can relate to it. Okay, so let's say you've got children. You go, I want my priority is my family and I want to spend time with them. But then when you're with your family, you're on your phone all the time. Like, again, we don't have kids, so we're not saying this from personal experience. But, you know, again, I have it when, you know, if you're out with people for dinner, again, back in the day, that was just a carefree existence. And people are on their phones. And I'm like, but if we schedule to have dinner together, then my priority is the person I'm sat in front of to give my intention and to give my time to, whether it be 10 minutes, 30 minutes or however long. I don't think you can sit and have dinner and read your emails and 
scroll your social media and do all of those three things properly i think something is given so for me yeah it's a really good way to clarify actually helen because it's not like oh i only have one priority all i yeah. do is go to the gym all i do is you know look after my health because you'll be like hey you're pretty fucking boring and b you know you're not going to get anything done moving forward but i mean one priority per time slot that's yeah. what i mean so yeah, so it's one area of focus at a time from yeah. your list and of that, priorities. That's genuine, that's genuinely how I look at it. You know, when you see people doing three things, like we have a lot where people say, you know, my priority is my family. I go, but when you're with your family, are you actually with them? Like my priority is my business. But when you're working on your business, you've also got your social media open. You've also got, you know, you're looking at incoming emails. You're not project working. You're not looking at actually what the priority is. So just yeah. doing that one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, and then lastly, then just to round this off, um, I've got the debate here with a routine of flexibility versus yeah. inflexibility, and basically, how flexible are you within your routine? And there's pros and cons for both. I'm not saying that you need to be one side of the fence or the other side of the fence, because here's the thing: things change. You know, there are going to be factors that are going to influence and impact your routine. So you could have set, as we suggest, on a Sunday night, get all of your week planned, get all of your priorities scheduled and dictated so that you know what you're doing and when. But they could change because other things out of your control could influence it and mess up your routine. Then how how do you react to that? How flexible are you around it or how inflexible are you around it? What is it what are gonna be kind of the implications for you? And I, I will say about like being aware of what you do need to be flexible on. What's that yeah. say? I'm late. Sorry. Yeah, I just like giggling at Peter. <laughs> what you need to what be aware of what you need to be flexible on, and how then you can be flexible, and then what you you know what's a non-negotiable for you as well about yeah. it being inflexible. And the thing is, in terms of, you know, I see it all the time where people say, right, OK, so a priority of mine is uh, we'll go, uh, a priority of mine is my health and I need to go to the gym. I'm going to schedule the gym in for 6 p.m. tonight. Yeah. But then something happens at work or appointments don't necessarily go as planned and they can't get they can't get out of a meeting or something like that. That's an influence that they necessarily can't control. But are they willing to be flexible or inflexible on that, and then and then uh, put a consequence and a and a, a, a scrap against their their workout? And some things you genuinely up. genuinely can't control. But some, people are just far too flexible for me. Instead yeah. of saying, "Well, no, that's my schedule. That's what I have said that I'm doing. That's my routine, and I've got to make that work." So a big one for me on that is when you know yourself, right? This is the thing, right? You know yourself when you, you know, you can call bullshit and you're like, that's not flexibility that's needed. I'm quitting yeah. on myself or I'm quitting on something that feels hard. And, you know, as we know very much from personal experience and from so much when we deal with our clients, we, we have empathy for you. We understand we're not saying that it's easy to always be like on the routine, on the discipline all the time. But you've got to understand what the consequences if if you never are. Like, it's yeah. that majority. So, you know, again, I hadn't been well for the last couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, I'm so frustrated. I've not been able to run, not been able to train like I normally do. And I'm like, rest, rest, rest. And, you know, I know it's needed. <laughs> rest, rest, rest. I know how important it is. However, the conversation is, is really giving me a good reminder and a good impact and a wake-up call. I'm like, never do something, then miss it more than two days. So if it's a routine, yes, we need some flexibility. But also have a ruling. 
So I always think it's a great rule, never go two days without working out. You know, if, you, if you've set a habit or if you've set a routine that serves you, that serves your business, it serves your life, your family, one great thing, you know, I know Helen, again, really good at it, journaling. I have a 10-page per day reading. Um, I like to make sure I have X amount of audio when I'm walking, driving, that kind of thing. Don't go more than two days without hitting what it is, is your KPI, is your, you know, is your whiteboard, is whatever it is that, you know, that's your, that's your indicator. So know when you're being flexible and know when you're calling quits on yourself. Yeah. I think, I think that's important. That's the difference for me. And again, with that, with the fle- being flexible, have a period of your calendar, of your ske- schedule that is dictated to that yeah. flexibility time where yeah. you know some calls can go over longer than possible uh, or longer than you envisaged or you know a, t- a time period where you're getting back to emails or you're going back to responses on your socials yeah. or something so it's kind of a bit of a, um, a contingency pot but put yeah. that into your put that into your schedule instead of it just being regimented duh, 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 so that you're rigid you're, you're yeah. inflexible and you're creating more pressure for yourself so the one thing that people don't do is they don't schedule how long it's going to take them to reply to emails, to reply yeah. to like whether it be direct messages on your socials, WhatsApp yeah. groups, one thing. Like I again, it's something I had to learn again recently when my routine had to adapt and had to change. I'm like, you actually have to schedule 30 minutes to go back to people just on WhatsApp because otherwise, what am I doing? I'm replying to them while I'm also you know watching some content that I'm reviewing or while I'm doing. And that's what I mean about doing something like. Just give yourself, know how long stuff is going to take. It doesn't mean that you can't have a minute to yourself. It doesn't mean, like you said, that you can't ever sit there and go, just going to enjoy a cup of coffee, a breather. Again, scheduling, you know, a walk to get 15, 20 minutes of, you know, some daylight as the winter comes in and making sure that you're not sat at a desk the whole time and that you're stretching and all the stuff that comes from the ideas, the creativity and everything that comes with it is just massive. So, I think for yeah, flexibility is about making sure that you are not um, you're not fibbing, and you're not you're not pulling the wool over yourself because that's that's the only person you're cheating. Absolutely, and I do I do think that that massively ties into um, point number three about identifying what your priorities are, what's important yeah. to you. Because if it's not important, it's not going to happen. Or if it's not important, there's not going to be the boundaries around it. You are going to mismatch things and 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 do things yeah. like ten things at once. So it's not important to you. Yeah, so it's a, but it's a case of you know identifying that. But I put that Helen into context with something like your health. So you've got this huge um, task ahead of you with climbing Kilimanjaro next year. So you, you've got like you so the goal is really clear. So your routines, you know, your weekend walks and your, you know, all the all the I was going to say mountaineering, but I don't know if that's the right phrase. Well, you know, like you have a goal, so it's very clear what the priority is because it, it leads into that goal. So your routine is all fit around that. But if you don't have something like an emotion that's attached to it, an outcome important that attached to it, you'll easily just let it go. Yeah, I just think as well with a routine, uh, Lauren, just to end that now and wrap it up um, on the five points, is the fact that it has to work for you. Your routine, Lauren, as much as we're aligned with things, your routine wouldn't work for me and vice versa. So we've got to work, we've got to fit something and um, create something and be dedicated to something that's personal to us, not what we think we should be doing that's textbook. Because every single person's schedule, every person's environment, every person's needs, every person's uh, requirements are all different. So remember that you are the creator of your routine, but you're also the creator of the shit that that routine can create as well. Totally. 
Awesome. Any questions, guys, send them in to us as always. And any feedback, any tags, any shares. And don't forget to uh, join us every single day this week where, where we have got the lunchtime lives at 12.30. Myself and Lauren duoing all week. It's a bit of a treat for you. Mid-September, how's that? We've had some Indian summer sunshine. And now you've got the two of us at your lunchtime. You are a lucky lot, let me tell you. Lucky lot. Have a good day, everyone. Take care. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the HEW podcast. For continued support, please subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.